You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. It is Tuesday, 5.09 p.m., June 8th. <laughs> I'm time stamping this for a reason because I'm about to tell you something that happened like an hour ago before I recorded this podcast. I'm like, I don't need any more material, Brett. I have a full page. Don't do anything weird until next week. Save it. He comes in here and he's like, there's something in the attic. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, come in the other room. So I take a little bathroom break and I get up and I go in the other room where he works out of. And there's something walking around up there. Actually, it sounds like it's tapping. I'm like, do you think like the woodpeckers hatched from months ago and there's like a woodpecker tapping away in there? Because that's kind of what it sounded like to me. And Brett was like, no, there's something. Brett is so dramatic and I'm going to prove it to you. He's like, no, there's something Benny size up there walking around. I'm like, okay, so a small, so a tranus or a velopter, velop, what? Okay, no, maybe maybe I shouldn't try to name dinosaurs. That's me rewinding to 10 seconds ago before I tried to say Tyrannosaurus Rex was in our attic. Anyways, Brett is like, I'm going to take a peek. I'm like, well, should I call someone? Should I call our pest control people? And he's like, no, I'm going to take a peek up there. And I was like, okay, if that's what you want to do. I'm like, but don't let it out. Like, don't open the gate to Pandora's box and let the monster in the house. And Chuck's been meowing like crazy at night. So I'm like, I wonder if something is up there and he can hear it. Normally, this would be really freaking me out. I really don't know why it's not freaking me out, but I mean, it low-key is, but okay. So anyways, I go back to my business. I come back into the office and I go back into my training and then Brett comes in like 10 minutes later. He's like, it stopped. So it must have gotten out. And I'm like, well, there's not a door up there. It's not just like letting itself in and out. Like I'm going to just walking around and then I'm going to leave. And I'm like, if the sound stopped, maybe it sat down or stopped moving. Like there's not... It's not, a win- it's not just like coming in and out of the, it's upstairs. I'm like, what do you mean it left? Anyways, he goes to the grocery store and I hear the noise again. And I'm like, it's back, whatever it is. And I know what he's doing. He didn't want me to be locked in the office when he went and investigated because he's scared and he wants me to be out there too. Even though if something, if he, if he goes up there and makes a noise or indicates that there's something scary up there, I will lock myself in the bedroom. I will shut the door and lock it. Like, I don't, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I've had a rough enough time this past week, okay? I'm not doing it. Let me just tell you what happened where we left off last week. Some of you already know. And I know that there are some people that are a little squeamish. I could not even think about what was happening to me as it was happening a couple days after. I've slowly accepted it and things have started to, I've become one with my injury. But I understand not everyone is like that because trust me, I was squeamish when I was talking about it before. So I will go easy on the details and I'll give you a warning if I'm going to say anything too aggressive. Okay. So last Tuesday or yeah, last Tuesday I recorded the podcast, right? in excruciating pain, in absolute agony, go to bed, wake up the next day. And I was still getting, I think people started to listen to my episode and they were saying, you need to call a doctor. You need to contact someone. I knew someone that this happened to and they kept getting ingrown nails and they kept having to pull it. Like I was just getting horror story after horror story. So I was like, okay, on my 10 minute break, my first 10 minute break of the day, I'm going to call Kaiser 10 or 15. I don't even know how long I get 15 minute break or whatever. So I call 
Or no, that's not what happened. I emailed my, oh no, when I talked to you guys last week, I'd emailed my doctor and then they wrote me back and they were like, um, you'll probably need to get it removed or part of it re- removed by the looks of it. So Wednesday, I follow up to that email and I basically call in to talk to an advice nurse. Nurse, Well, I spend my entire 15 minute break trying to get a hold of someone, I cannot. Brett is not here this day. He's gone. So I'm trying to put a shoe on. Luckily, Brett's dad left these slides here and so they're way too big. So I was able to get my foot into him without anything resting on my toe. So I had to take Benny out and it was I was trying to make myself lunch. I know this sounds really petty, but I was in excruciating pain. Like it was really, really bad. So I was trying to do all these things, spend my entire 15 minute break trying to get a hold of someone from Kaiser can't. So I hang up and I send another email. And the emails that I'm getting back are just not giving me what I need. So I'm super frustrated. I spend my 30 minute break on the phone with Kaiser and I sign up to get a call back or whatever. So they finally call me back. And the woman on the phone says after she reads the email that the doctor sent me that I need to get a partial nail removed. She says, "Okay, well, I can schedule you a video appointment. I'm like a fucking video appointment. Drake, what is a video appointment going to do for me? She already told me what needs to happen. Are you going to like is there some technology? I don't know about you're gonna pop through the computer and remove it like no Brenda (laughs) I'm actually mad at myself that I just said that oh man I just outed myself on the way to Vegas I listened to an episode of the bitch bible and I stopped listening to her because I don't want to be influenced and now whenever I want to call someone by a girl's name she calls people Brenda and that now it's just the first thing that popped into mind and I used it so also rewind and pretend that didn't happen okay because I'm not going to edit it out so um I was just like no I need to get an appointment she was like well there's no appointments this last week I worked till six I've been having wonky schedules based off of who I'm job shadowing so anyways she was like there's not gonna be any appointments for you and I was like well there has to be appointments for people that work (laughs) that like get off in the evening. And she was like, well, you can call urgent care. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it on my break. But if you provide me with the phone numbers, I can go ahead and do that on my next break. So she gives me two phone numbers. Okay, my next break rolls around. I call them. They are the main. They just spit me back to Kaiser. And so I'm just like, I'm so frustrated. I know I'm not going to get through on my 15 minute breaks. It says the wait's over 25 minutes. So I just hang up and I was just going to leave it for the day. I was going to go. I was going back and forth on what I was going to do. Like, should I just leave the nail and just live off Advil for the rest of my life? I don't know. So I'm sitting down to record my radio show and I'm like, no, fuck that. I am going to, you know, this could have even been the day that I recorded. I can't remember if it was either Tuesday after I recorded or the very next day. Something tells me that it was Tuesday after I recorded because you know what? I think it was. So just, you know, not important. Not doesn't really matter what day it was. I'm I'm about to I do my radio show and I'm about to do my podcast. No, it can't have been. Whatever, you guys, it's not important. I am up in the office after work doing more work. And I decide just to try to call again, just to see, you know, like if I can catch someone different before they close or whatever. And I get someone on the phone. And at this point, I'm so frustrated. I should have detailed in my notes. I always save things throughout the week, like to talk about on the podcast. And I wrote down, go through my day on Wednesday. And I'm forgetting so much because I was I was feeling very over. Oh, so it must have been Wednesday. I was feeling very overwhelmed. Like by the time I call back, like I'm feeling so defeated. You know, you, when you just get to that point in your frustrations at a level 10 and I get someone on the phone and I start crying. I am like, I'm so frustrated. I just don't know what to do. I feel like no one's willing to help me. I just keep getting the runaround. 
around. I'm getting these strange emails that don't give me any direction. I'm like, I just, I just need help. I just need to know what to do. So this woman is super sweet on the phone. She can tell that I'm upset. And so she's like, I'm going to see what I can do for you. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) she puts me on hold for a long time and comes back and basically says that she made me an appointment at Urgent Care. And it's at actual Kaiser in South Sac. And so I was like, thank you so much. What time is it at? She's like 9 p.m. And I was like, oh, great. Brett had to be up super early the next day. I obviously wasn't going to be able to drive myself. So I was like, thank you. Um, What's the address? So she gave me the address. And I was fucking dying. She was spelling the street name and she got to you. She said, you for ukulele. I'm like, woman after my own heart, ukulele for the letter U. She paused too, like she had to think about it. I'm like, I love this woman. So I go downstairs and I tell Brett, I have an appointment at Urgent Care. It's tonight. It's at nine. And he's like, I have to be up at 5 a.m. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. I was like, hopefully it'll be quick because I have an appointment, you know. So we eat dinner and we we pack up the car and we go and I'm texting the whole time trying to take my mind off of it, like not talking to Brett because I'm still super crabby from the weekend. I'm just in pain. And in my head, I'm blaming him for everything. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. Um, I'm just like, you know how it is when you're like upset. You just want to pl- place the blame. And I was just like, I didn't want to go on this trip. I wanted to go somewhere else. You know how your mind just gets out of control and you spiral. So that's what I was doing. I was silently spiraling, though. So we get there and Brett, there's no parking. So I was just like, you go park the car and I'll wait inside for you. When does this ever fucking happen? I check in and they take me immediately. So Brett didn't even get to come back with me. And I was just, but I didn't want to say I wanted to wait for him because I just wanted to get it over with. So I go back there and they, you know, take my temperature. They do my blood pressure or whatever. And then she takes me to a room and she was like, the doctor will be right in. And so the doctor comes in. His name is Dr. Phil. I wanted to make a joke so bad, but I didn't want to be that person. My best friend's name is Summer. And everyone's like, oh, like, oh, oh, no. And she, they, she spells it S-O-M-M-E-R. And they're like, oh, you mean like Summer? Is that a season that we don't? It's just so fucking annoying. You know, I didn't want to be that person that's like, hey, Dr. Phil. So I held it in. It was extremely hard. And I explained what happened. I walked him through what happened. And he goes, well, you should have gone to the urgent care in Las Vegas. I said, Do you know how outrageous the urgent care in Las Vegas would have been? I was like, people losing limbs. I was like, I can't even imagine. And I, he was like, if you would have just stuck this nail back in on the side and wrapped it, you would have probably not lost the nail. And I was like, that's funny. That's exactly what my dad said. But my dad is such a tough guy. Like he's lost part of his nails and his fingers and he just like super glues them back on. And I'm not exaggerating. He is so tough. So any advice that he gave me, I was like, mm-hmm. Thanks, dad. But no, not going to do that. I just wasn't listening to him, even though obviously in this case I should have. So he's looking at my toe and he's just like, I'm, you know, he's like, because you were walking around in Vegas because you got in a Vegas pool, which Brett told me it'll be fine. The the chlorine, the chemicals are going to kill any infection, like assured me. And I mean, I I knew better, but I also just listened to Brett, you know, and there were a few other people, like I said, that told me that it would be okay. He's like, if you wouldn't have done all these things and I would have said, maybe we could keep it. He said, but that you are at risk for major infection. He was like, so I think we're going to have to take the nail. And I start crying again. And he sees that. So he says, well, let me see what I can do. He reworks what the plan is. okay? and so I'm sitting there or I'm laying down. I do not change before I go. I'm legit in pajamas. And I am so scared that I am shaking. Like 
actually my whole body is like, are you okay? He was like, are you going to hyperventilate? I was like, I'm not sure. I was like, I'm kind of like the room is chilly, but I am not, I don't shake like this. And so he's like, I'm going to have to numb you. And he was so nice. He was trying to distract me and stuff. But he was like, just so you know, this is really going to hurt. He was like, I'm numbing you so that you don't feel the pain. But the pain that you're going to feel in order to numb you is going to be really bad. I'm like, why would you say that to me? Maybe rethink your strategy there, Dr. Phil. Okay, maybe don't come at me like that. So I was like, "Okay, okay." And he's like, just take deep breaths. So this is what I start to do. (laughs) I go, Like straight up like I'm in labor. (laughs) Like I am doing some crazy breathing. He's like, you're really going to make yourself hyperventilate. So he's like deeper, shorter breaths. And I was like, what? Okay. So I'm like, you know, deep breathing. And he has the nurse holding me down and he sticks this fucking needle in my toe. I'm not looking, but holy shit. He was not kidding. I fucking feel it. And it is bad. And I don't know if you've ever felt, if you've ever had to get a part of your body numbed before. But my toe just started getting super heavy. Like it felt like he inserted a rock into my toe and it was just like so heavy. So he did three of those shots, right? And each one hurt. Toe is super sensitive. I could feel the medicine going in and then just draining. Like it was the strangest feeling. And I'm just staring at the ceiling, holding on to my phone, holding on to my like my my wrists. I'm just holding on to myself because no one's there with me. And he goes to to he doesn't doesn't tell me what the plan is at this point. So I just feel him like doing something. And I'm like, ow, 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 ow. I was like, I feel that. And so he has to put three more shots in my toe, like all around. And then we have to wait for it to like settle in. So we do these these shots and let it settle for like a good 10 minutes. And then he starts doing something and I'm like, I feel that. And he was like, is it pain or pressure? I'm like, pressure. And he was like, well, I can't, there's nothing that I can do for that. I was like this. He was like, I can't numb you for pressure. He's like, you're going to feel pressure no matter what. But at the beginning of this, he said, this numbing's great. He's like, I could cut your toe off and you wouldn't even know. Um, sir, that's a lie because I feel this. So the the nail, let me just, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail, but I will tell you this, and you can use your imagination. The nail was more attached than not, okay? So, and they don't just like clip it off. He pull, you, they pull it out. It is so bad. And it is, I was like, is, I kept saying, is it almost over? And he's like, it's a, he's like, I, I don't know what they told you. I think he's starting to get annoyed with me because I'm, when I freak out, I, I mean, I talk fast in general, but I start to like ramble. And so I'm asking him all these questions and he's like, I don't know what they told you. He was like, but I'm, we don't just like rip the nail off. He's like, it's a process. And boy, is it a process. It probably took anywhere from eight to 10 minutes to get it out. So I mean, use your imagination. It was so fucking bad. And then he tells me, I'm gonna have to put you on antibiotics. He was like, and I, I need to give you a tetanus shot. And so I'm like, oh my God. So the nurse um, is putting together what I think is a ba- is a or a trash can of all like the things that they use and stuff. And he's wrapping my toe. He says, do you want to keep the nail? I'm like, absolutely not. 
Thanks, though. And so I think that she's collecting trash. And so I throw away the Band-Aid that I've been holding on to that I took off my toe. And she's like, this is for you to take home. It was all like the gauze and ointments and stuff that they were going to send me home with. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's fine. I don't really care. So she hands me the bag and then takes me into another room to get the tetanus shot. And then they're like, you could get fever. Your arm's going to be really sore. You feel fatigued, like vomiting. And I'm like, great, wonderful. Just what I need. So and then they tell me that I have to take all of this and it's the, the, the Kaiser South sack and they're doing tons of tons of construction there. And she's like, so now you need to go to the pharmacy. And she's like, so you're going to come out of the emergency room, pass the ambulance bay to the main building, go down, take a right at the piano, then a left. And I'm like, oh my God. So I get back in the car and instead of, I mean, I wasn't, there was nowhere to, I could have made Brett go, but it was just going to be a nightmare. So he gets me as close as he can in the car and I get out. I'm not talking to him. I've been crying and I walk in very slowly to the pharmacy. It takes me forever. And I get there and it's like 10 p.m. at this point. And so I'm thinking like, it's not going to take a long time for them to fill this prescription. And so I give him everything and he's, I was like, could you also get me some gauze? I was, I just, cause they didn't give me a lot. And so he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll fill you, I'll fill a bag up for you. And then you could pay when you come, when, when the prescription's filled. And I was like, okay, how long will that be? He was like, 20 to 30 minutes. So I take my bag that they gave me and my backpack and my phone, and I hobble over to this bench, and there's other injured people in there, and we're all looking at each other like, hey, hey, how's it going? How are you? Like, we're in a support, like, we're in some secret club together. And I take my stuff, and I sit down on the bench, and I just start sobbing. Like, my life is over. He was like, you know, it's going to take a long time to heal. Don't go swimming. Don't get it wet. He was like, don't put it where any closed-toed shoes. He was like, you want to keep it wrapped. You want to keep it, um, you know, wear shoes as little as possible. Like, he's telling me all this stuff. And at this time, even though it's numb, it hurts so bad. And I'm just like, I have to be on antibiotics. He had to give me a tetanus shot. I'm scared I'm going to get sick. And I am just like in the pharmacy sobbing. Like, Kim, people are dying. Like, I was so distraught. Luckily, my friend Courtney was texting me and, like, keeping my mind occupied. But I get in the car after the prescription's filled. And I am just like, you don't understand to Brett. I'm like, he's like, God, I'm so tired. He's like, I need to go home and get to bed. I have to be up early. I'm like, you have to be up early. I said, I own my toe. I can't even wear a shoe. And I'm not going to be able to Peloton. And I can't go in the backyard. And I can't even walk. Like, I am next level just hysterics right oh so I'm like I'm not even gonna be able to change the dressing I have to change it once a day you're gonna have to do it like hystericals and Brett and I'm I'm like this with Brett too Brett and I you know everyone has their dynamics whether it's with friends or relationships or parents Brett and I are one uppers and I always I know this about us like I you know hurt myself and I'm telling him he's like well you know when I lost my toe three times before or when I cut off a tip of my finger and I'm like I get it you've injured yourself worse but I do the same thing to him I'm like I can't think of a good example right now because I don't I just can't but I'll be like oh yeah you mean how da 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 like he'll come home and oh he'll come home and like I had such a long day I'm like yeah so did I I had to do my regular job and then my radio show and then I had to record my podcast like we both do it to each other we are one uppers what the other person's problems are never worse than what you've experienced 
So he's doing that to me in the car. It's not the time. So I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, save it. I don't care. I don't care that you lost your toenail four other times. It's happening to me right now. Right now. And so we get home and I am like, I can't. I felt disgusting from being in the thing. But, you know, I've never been injured before. So when he said I can't get it wet, I took it very fucking seriously. I was like, okay. So I wanted to take a shower so bad. but I was like, I can't get it wet. How am I going to do this? And the next day I was more calm and level headed. I woke up, wrapped a couple trash bags around my foot with a hair tie and got in the shower. And, you know, I managed and I did that for a couple days, just days, just taking really janky showers. And the first day that we had to wrap it, Brett, I made Brett wrap it. I didn't look at it. I closed my eyes the entire time. And then the following day, Brett was gone. So I just had to man up and do it. And so over the days, I've gotten used to wrapping it. You can tell when Brett or the doctors wrapped it as opposed to when I wrapped it because I'm terrible because every time Brett's gotten injured, which has been a few times, he lost his fingernail a couple times, cut off part of his finger. I can't do it. I can't do it. How is it that women bleed every month, but I cannot stand the sight of blood? Like, honestly, it's the weirdest thing. So I, you know, just had a man up and, t- and look at it. I looked at it right in the eye. I stared that big toe right in the fucking face. And now I'm f- it's, it's fine. I can do it. I've gotten it wet. Um, it's starting to dry out a little bit. <laughs> so it doesn't really look so bad. It's just like it, and it's not painful anymore. As of today, the pain is like essentially 100 percent gone. It stings a little bit. And when I let it out in the open too long, it like feels really weird. But um, no pain anymore. But last night, Brett was gone all day. And so after work, it was such a nice night. I was like, I'm going to take Benny to the dog park for like a long time, like 45 minutes. I'm just going to let him run it out. And I knew a lot of dogs would be there because it was such a nice night. Fucking people at the dog park are so clicky. And it's all little old ladies. Like I bring Benny in and they're like, how old is he? As if to like say that I'm not following the rules or something. And like, I don't I don't know. I just don't like it. And also, I always feel like I'm forced to make friends at the dog park. Like I, we always meet someone there and they're just super chatty. And sometimes I welcome it, but sometimes I don't. Like last night, there was a woman there telling me her freaking life story. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I feel like I sing that song a lot on this podcast. So anyways, I'm letting Benny run it out. And he takes a huge shit in the grass. And so I go over to pick it up and I look down and I realize my Band-Aid's gone. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God. And someone came over to talk to me. And I was like, I had I was sitting on a bench and I put my feet out in front of me and like flexed my feet so that my toenails were like pointed towards the ground, which is 10 times more awkward than just sitting there. She probably wouldn't have noticed, but I was such a weirdo. I'm trying to hide it. And I'm like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. So I have not only are people like judging me for some reason, because I'm new at the dog park, but also I was that deadbeat mom that brought Benny for like 15 minutes and then left. And I know that people think that because one night we were there and this couple brought another doodle and we were trying to like talk to them and ask him questions about his size. And they were there for like 10 minutes. And me and Brett were like, what's the point? Why would you bring your dog for 10 minutes? Fucking deadbeats. And then that was totally me last night. So I was, my toe was exposed. I was feeling naked. So I had to get the fuck out of there. And last night I actually like slept without a bandaid on. I don't sleep under the covers. I've just been sleeping on top of the covers with a blanket over me. So Brett was like, the more that you air it out and it dries up, the better that it's going to be. So I'm on the road to recovery. I was reading today that you need to wait like two weeks before you put a shoe on. So I plan to get back on the Peloton. Like I'm going to wait one more week and then I want to be able to go on. I'm I'm so pissed. It's 73 fucking degrees outside right now. 
And I can't go on a goddamn walk because I can't put shoes on. I could wear flip-flops, but last time I went on a walk with Benny in slides, I was just going to take him around the block for a second. Holy shit, my calves, my calves were on fire. So I can't do that again. So Brett's out taking him for a walk right now while I'm recording this podcast, and we will survive. That I, my, my dad, too, he was texting me like, how's your toe? I feel so stupid. Everyone's like, how's your toe? I'm like, it's fine, because I know there's worse problems. People get injured 10 times worse than that. But it was just very painful. And I even like I told my dad, I was like, you know, I've never been injured before. I know that I'm acting like a baby, but oh, it hurts. And the antibiotics, I know I should have stopped him and told my doctor fucked my stomach up. I've been in like, I woke up this morning like 5 a.m. in absolute agony. So yeah, 010 recommend any of this. I really hope that my toenail grows back. And someone else texted me and was telling me the horror story about their daughter and how I just, I don't, I just hope it grows back normally. Last night we were laying in bed and I was like, how does it work since Brett has lost a toenail? I was like, is it just going to sprout up from the nail bed? He's like, no, it's really weird how it happens. Like your nail will grow, grow back in layers. Like it's not a, it's not going to like grow. It doesn't grow up from like your kneecap down your leg and out your big toe. He's like, it's really strange how it happens. So now that I can look at it, I'm kind of curious to see the growth process. And my nails grow so fast. Like you girl can't keep a manicure longer than two weeks before I need a fill or it to be redone. So I'm popping those hair, skin and nail vitamins like they're going out of style and I hope that my nails come back fast because otherwise I'm going to be rocking. I'm going to have a toe condom tan because I'm going to wrap my toe everywhere we go because I don't want anyone to look at it. I'm going to be so self-conscious about it. So yeah. And before I went to Kaiser, Benny, who hates the water, can't get him to get in the pool or anything. I soaked it in Epsom salt because that's what the nurse said. And Benny hops in the bathtub with the Epsom salt. Isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard? Oh, God. So, yeah, the dog park's super clicky. I don't I feel like people can tell that we're new. I don't know the etiquette. So like when Benny is get beat, I feel like being too hyper or aggressive for other dogs, I'll like go over and get closer. And they're like, it's fine. He's just playing like I can tell that they all know that we're new dog owners because we're on edge about everything. And I'm just like a helicopter mom hovering. So I just don't like the feeling when I go to the dog park. It's like I want to be alone there, but I also don't because I want him to have dogs to run around with. But also all the dogs are like, what the fuck is he on? It's a lot. I need to have a puppy play date. I have so many friends that have puppies. I need to hit someone up. Um, but I have been loving the the dog park. The one that we go to, it's just like clean and it's nice. And it's all like old ladies that go there, which typically would be great, except for they're kind of rude. But that's OK. I'll win them over eventually. And yesterday I wore like these short ass shorts there that, I, that are too small. I kept having to pull them down. And I thought to myself before I left, maybe I should change. And I was like, eh, it's just the dog park. And then I was just like, my toes missing. My shorts are too short. These old ladies are looking at me and Benny. I don't like it. I also had to take Benny to the vet this weekend to get him weighed because the flea and tick medicine that I have him on is based off of his weight. And so I had called in to fill the prescription weeks ago, but then I've been so busy that I haven't been able to go. And so I weighed him again just to make sure that he was still below 22. And he was at 21.6 like or 8. And that was like a week and a half ago. So I called again and I was like, hey, I'm just going to have to bring him in and you guys can weigh him when we get there. So they weighed him and it's a good thing because he's 24.6 pounds 
And um, so we went up to the next class of the medication. They said that he's in the 22 to 44 percentile for his age and weight. And I was just inquiring when I was there about, you know, getting him fixed. I was like, you know, are you guys going to reach out to me? What are the details? I was like, I I don't want to do it right now. Like, I want to wait till he's, you know, a little bit older. But I just want to know, like, I, I want you guys to know that that's something that I'm wanting to do. And then I get an invoice in the mail for that whole thing. And it's said it's only good for 30 days. I'm like, no, I said, I don't want to do it right now. So this is my question. And I know this is I'm asking for it right now because all you people are going to give me all your opinions and they're all going to be different. But I'm just curious, when did you get your dog fixed? If you did, because I know that it's like, you know, you need to make sure that they've grown and that they've reached their full, you know, growth in certain areas. And I obviously I'm not going to do it right now. He's not done growing, but I also don't want to wait too long. I was thinking like a year, but then I'm also like, why did the vet send this to me? already. I'm going to call them and ask because unfortunately Chuck has a goopy eye and I'm going to have to call them to get eye drops and bring Chuck in anyways, which I am dreading because he's under enough stress here with Benny chasing him around every two seconds. But yeah, I'm just curious if you have a dog, when did you get them fixed? So I've decided over the weekend while I did absolutely nothing because I was acting like I lost a limb um, when I really just lost a toenail. I was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, catching up on Law and Order. Oh, oh, Law and Order. So fucking good. So satisfying. Everything. Left on a cliffhanger for organized crime. Law and Order SVU, not so much a cliffhanger. I mean, kind of, but not really. It is, oh, it is so good. I'm so sad that it's over. But I was catching up on all my shows and I was scrolling through TikTok and I put up a few new TikTok videos. I can't really remember what they were, but I decided that I want to take a stab at TikTok, but I don't even know where to start. Like I posted a little clip of Ed Sheeran and I, and it's um, a clip and right after this clip, something really awkward happens. So I wanted to do my face. You know, people do like a video behind them and then their face, their big old head in front saying like this, this is some da, da, like, you know, context, 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 like for part two. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I just feel really old, which I know that I'm not. I hate when people are like 20 and they're like, I'm so old. Obviously, I'm not 20, but I hate that. So I don't I'm not that person, but I just felt like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I want to be TikTok famous, but I got to learn how to be how to use TikTok first. So if anyone has any YouTube videos that they suggest are any of my listeners TikTok famous, I just I want to work on it. I would like to, you know, I have so many like celebrity interactions or like videos. It sucks because I wish I had. I used to I've interviewed so many fucking people when I left the radio station. I know I've talked about this before because I have to say that once an episode. But um, bump. Um, I had so many artist interviews and I didn't think to take them. And so I am very limited on what I do have. But what I do have, I'd like to use it on TikTok because people could get paid. And if I could get paid on TikTok, then so be it. I mean, you go viral and you get all these likes and followers and shit. And then all the next thing you know, you're getting paid like seven dollars of pop for. I mean, I don't I obviously do not know the pay scale for TikTok anyways. I want to learn how to use TikTok just because mainly I have like good content from radio interviews and stuff like that that I want to use. Is that dumb? Um, I tried to re-listen to Not Skinny But Not Fat. I've just been really loving her content celebrity gossip wise on her Instagram. And I realized recently that she had an episode with Jackie Schimmel, Bitch Bible Girl. And I was like, yes, I'm going to give her another shot. and I'm going to listen to this interview. I'm going to listen to this episode with her and Jackie. So I was waiting for Benny in the vet. I put it on. You guys, I couldn't even make it three minutes in. It is so bad. It's so bad. And especially when she's 
next to someone else. So first of all, her equipment is not good. It must not be because Jackie sounded flawless. They were obviously recording in two different places. And Amanda, that's her name, not skinny, but not fat. She sounds muffled and just the quality isn't good. And she doesn't sound confident. And she sounds... I don't know. I just really feel like she should stay in her lane and her lane is more social media. Like I don't feel like her lane is her podcast. So I'm curious if any of you listen to the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. Is it just does it get better after she warms up a little bit? Because I haven't made it past like five minutes. It's so bad. And she goes, I don't know. She's like me and Jackie were just taught. I, I don't I can't even attempt to be as bad as she is. So I can't even tell you what she does that irks me. But I just don't like it. And it sucks because I like her on social media. I'm sure there's people that say that about me. Fuck them. <laughs> Did you see the Instagram story? If you follow me at Megan Raid, Raid, Meg, rewinding. If you follow me on Megan Rage Radio, I posted over the weekend. I took a selfie when I was sitting on the couch and I ended up posting it. And I am wearing this shirt, this gray shirt from Express that I got back in 2016. And it is like my favorite shirt. I wear it all the time. I used to have it in maroon too. And so it is just a great shirt with jeans, with jean shorts. I lounge in it. I go to the dog park in it. Like it is good for all occasions. But I am photographed so much in that shirt. It is probably in like over 20 pictures on my Instagram. So I started making fun of myself, going back in my Instagram and posting all the pictures that I can find of me in this gray shirt. And I did a little poll and I was like, you know, do you guys have shirts like this? Like that you just wear all the time, that one shirt that just goes with everything and you wear it when you're lounging and sometimes you wear it out and you just cannot get rid of it. And so I said, should I throw it away or should I keep it? And there was an alarming amount of people that said that I should throw it away, some of which were my very good friends. Caitlin, I'm talking to you. Rude. I'm just like, what? What? I want to keep it. I love it so much. And I'm so scared that I'm going to dry it and it's going to shrink, even though I've dried it probably a thousand times. And it's funny because I also have another I have a dress that has a hole in it because Benny put a tooth through it. Otherwise, it was in mint condition. Also got it from Express probably in 2012. Also in a lot of Instagram pictures. I wore it to Vegas. Both days we went to the pool as a cover up. But I also wear it out. But I also wear it around the house. I wore it the other day when I laid around all day on Saturday. Like I express clothes that used to be great. Very versatile. Very great quality. I go in there recently as oh, I went in there, you know, to look for a Vegas dress. Not so much anymore. Nothing that really catches my eye. But for a while there, I would say in like the 2012 to 2016 range, Express was fucking killing the game. A lot of my jean shorts in my closet probably don't fit, but they are from Express. Great quality excellent quality. So I don't, I mean, that's really the end of that thought. (laughs) I'll post the shirt so you can see it at What the Chuck Podcast in my episode. What episode is this? Episode 54 with no spoilers. I obviously can't post all the pictures because um, I'm only allowed 10. So I just will post one in reference to the shirt. So you know what I'm talking about. Um, There was recently... Uh, you know, guys know I'm obsessed with Redfin, right? So every time a notification pops up, I look at the house most of the time because if it's popping up for me, like giving me a push notification, then that means that it's in the price range that I set and that it has a pool. So I'm curious, you know. So something popped up for me the other day and I was literally laughing out loud. Um, it. Let me let me just excuse me. Let me find it because I know I took a screenshot. And of course, 
now that we're doing this, oh, there's a picture of my toe. I won't send you that. That is disgusting. Okay, I'm going to read you the description. Rare four-bedroom, family room, dual-pane window, otherwise all original windows. Separate family room and living room with vaulted ceilings, original kitchen and baths, small rear patio. Terrific, quiet neighborhood. Let me just tell you. When someone says on a house, like, original windows, original kitchen and bathroom, vaulted ceilings, you're like, oh, my God, where is this? Is this, like, you know, in the Fab 40s or in a really nice area and they've just maintained it? You guys, no. This is a house in fucking Rosemont that was built in 1977. Um, Whoever wrote this, we do not want the original windows, nor the kitchen or the bathroom. Vaulted ceilings, really, I would love to see those. Where are they exactly in this 1977 Rosemont house? Give me a fucking break. I wish I would have taken a screenshot of the address or of the pictures. This house is the most raggedy fucking looking house I've ever seen in my life. Original windows, dead. I mean, I got to give it to whoever wrote that description. That is fucking hilarious. Like, I wonder if they know how ironic and funny that is, that description. No, they all pass on the original windows like way to get creative. That's the shit I like to see instead of charming neighborhood, three bedroom, four bath with spacious backyard, plenty of room for a growing family. (laughs) Fuck off with your original windows. Oh, gosh. So yesterday, but like I said, Brett was gone all day. We haven't gone grocery shopping. We literally did nothing this weekend because I was immobile. And um, Brett and I, this is another thing that we do. Okay, here's another one upping. This is here's a perfect example. Whenever he's not here and I'm here alone and he's out on the on the field. He'll be like, you know, when it's time for dinner. So what did you eat today? And I'm like, I literally had nothing just like coffee and a piece of toast. And meanwhile, I had like a whole bag of popcorn, um, scrambled eggs, a sausage on the side. And I'm like, I literally that's literally all I had. And Brett does the same thing. Like I'll catch him in the act. Like I'll find like a bag of potato chips in his car or something. He's like, I literally had nothing today. Just water. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm b- so aware that both of us do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we lie. <laughs> It's so ridiculous when I say it out loud. I literally had nothing, just like a piece of toast and some coffee and even have creamer. (laughs) And he did this to me yesterday, okay? He's been out working with a guy that I know that he goes to lunch with. But yesterday he was like, I swear I didn't have any, I didn't have anything. Like I, I swear I had nothing. But yesterday, uh, my antibiotics have been making me feel so bad that I literally had nothing yesterday. I didn't even have coffee. I had nothing. Okay, so this is the one time that I've I'm honestly telling the truth. So he's like, yeah, let's have leftover. Let's have leftovers tonight for dinner. What have you had today? I was like, I've literally had nothing. And normally I say that and I don't really give him shit for when he says I've had nothing either, because I just know it's like an unspoken thing that we're both lying (laughs) But yesterday, because I was telling the truth, when Brett said that he had nothing, I was like, you're lying. I know you went to lunch with the guy that you were working with today. You guys always go to lunch. And he's like, no, I'm not lying. And I'm like, you are like so aggressively calling him out because all of a sudden I, for once, was telling the truth about literally not having anything. So he, of course, had to be lying. Oh, my God. It's so funny. One up. Oh, you had nothing. Well, I had negative nothing. You had nothing. I had nothing, nothing. I threw up twice today, like not, not not in like that type of way, but you know, just funny, like one upping, like, oh, you didn't have anything? Well, I, le- I didn't even have a drop of water. I didn't even brush my teeth today. <laughs> 
Why are we like this? Oh, Brett knows I only love one type of Gatorade, but recently went to the store and saw that Gatorade has a lemonade flavor now. Obsessed. I love lemonade. So that's what I'm sipping on over here. Also today was cruising pop sugar for show prep. And I found um, a new seltzer. It was listed on the website, listed on the website. Um, There was an article about it and it's rosé mixed with lemonade and a spritz. That's what it says. So I'm assuming that's soda water. So I ordered a four pack and because you guys know I'm always trying to find a new alcohol that I enjoy to drink because I really don't like any type of liquor these days. So I ordered a four pack. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys posted. But I love, love, love rosé and I love lemonade and I love a spritz. Don't really know what a spritz is. Is that a spritz of lemon? Is that a spritz of soda water? I don't know. I posted it and there's um, one of my friends, Rose. She said that she's tried it, which she lives in L.A. or Redondo Beach area. So I'm just giving out your location. But she said that she tried it. It's in limited stores. And she said it was too sweet for her. And I normally don't like sweet things, but... We'll see. Everyone has different taste buds. So we'll see if I like it. And if it's too sweet, I'll just add some soda water. High hopes. You guys remember when I was doing the rating the soda, uh, the seltzer thing? I'll do that with this one and let you know, let you guys know if it's good and where you can get it. Although, like I just said, everyone's taste buds are different. So I might like it and you might not, but I'll still post about it at What the Chuck so you can see what it looks like. The name is right there on the can that I'll post. So you can just Google it if you're interested to try before I give you my feedback. Let's talk about Bachelor. Um, So Katie's season premiered last night. I read a tweet that someone was like, they anytime on the first night someone is on the screen talking, we need to have their name next to them. And I fully support that message. I was reading today that it was the lowest viewed premiere in Bachelor history. That makes me really sad. And here's why I'm scared to death that The Bachelor is going to go away. Anxi- or have, I have show leaving anxiety. It's self-diagnosed. <laughs> I'm nervous about This Is Us leaving. Gives me extreme anxiety. It's like finishing a book or a, or a series that you know is never coming back. And you're like, oh, but my friends, I'm going to miss my friends. Not that there's any rumors that the Bachelor franchise is going to be done, but um, I just it just makes me nervous that that's what it's coming to, because after the finale last night or during it was announced that Chris Harrison is stepping away. He was paid, though. They gave him eight figures. At least that's what the reports say. And he said that he's ready to close the chapter and move on to other things. And I'm very curious to see what those other things are. In my opinion, if I were Chris Harrison, I would go write a fucking tell-all book. But my guess is, since they paid him eight figures, he is being forced or signed something that he's going to go quietly and not do something like that. But I just cannot believe it. I can't believe that The Bachelor franchise is no longer going to have Chris Harrison. Whoo, it's crazy. And then David Spade is going to be hosting Bachelor in Paradise. And I know that he's known for Bachelor or um, commentary. And I, I hope that he brings something new and fresh to it. But I'm just worried about the fate of this show. They can't just have random fill in guests each season like we need stability, you know. And so last night watching Katie's season, which I wasn't a big fan of Katie well, I was and then I wasn't and then I was and then I was and I flip flopped and I can't remember now why I disliked or liked her. So I went in with a totally open mind and I actually liked last night's episode a lot. It was a better premiere than anyone's in the past that I can remember in the past couple seasons. I felt that it was entertaining. I felt like the guy there was a good variety of guys. 
And I am very hopeful for the season. However, the Caitlyn Tasha thing, not a fan. I can already tell you. It is very clear that they were like fed every line that they spoke or they did it from memory of things Chris Harrison said. Like, gentlemen, this is the final rose. Like, I, it just seemed very scripted and not natural. I will say that Caitlyn helps with that, with her little quips that she, her little, you know, little one-liners that she slips in. But I just feel like it is a little leaning on the side of cheesy, which I know you're always going to get that with The Bachelor. But I was just hoping Katie's a little more serious. So I was hoping for more of a serious vibe from them, I think. I don't know. I just want a stable host. I don't want those two. So I hope that that's not going to be a thing going forward. But Katie looked great. I felt like the guys, I wanted to do a review of them on the podcast because I felt like they all looked like big fucking doofuses. But just like with anyone, you could look at someone and have an opinion, but then they start to talk and you get to know their personality. Not that I'm getting to know them personally, but just through the TV. And you see a whole different side and they start to become more attractive based off of their personality traits. And I feel like I went through that a lot last night. Like I was tweeting mean things about the guy that she gave the first impression rose to, Macaroni macaroni necklace guy and I later was like I take back everything I said about macaroni necklace guy he's great like I really like him and that kind of happens with some of the guys you know you like him like there was another guy that pulled up actually let me just go to my Twitter let's read let's read some of the highlights from my Twitter because I did live tweet last night but it was like do you want me to get you a bottle of wine but I'm still so over alcohol from Vegas I was like no he's like but you love to watch the bachelor premiere and drink drink wine I'm like this man he knows me so well so um, let's just let's just start from the beginning and we'll just go through all of them because there's really not that many. First of all, it was so weird to hear not Chris Harrison's voice on the promo. So like, you know, um, when I say promo, I, f- I hope that you know what I'm talking about, like uh, the voiceover that they do about this, like in this season on The Bachelorette. Normally it's Chris Harrison. Well, there were parts that was a woman last night. and There were parts that there that were a man voiceover. Maybe they're testing both out. But I that was interesting to see. I said Connor B. I don't even remember who that is now. That's what I mean. Like you don't know who anyone is the first night is magic, but I'll accept it. Um, Football Austria boy. It's going to be a no for me. I hate people that fake accents. It's annoying. It's annoying. And so he faked that British and British accents, especially he faked that British accent. And I was just like, I roll because I knew he wasn't from England. Um, Virgin guy, Mike. I do not trust baseball guys period. And a great, another virgin. That's exactly what we need. He seems like he cries a lot. I I mean, he has pretty eyes, but I, there, they showed some pictures of him and his baseball stuff. I do not trust a baseball guy. Okay. I love, love Trey. Love him. Greg. I don't remember which one that is, but I tweeted that it seems like he has sweaty hands. Um, David, that's the guy. I loved the look and the vibe of David when he got out of the limo until they panned out and I saw that he was wearing capri pants. What is the what's the deal, guys, with the capri pant trend? I can't get on board. I don't co-sign. I do not like it. Um, my favorite guy, looks wise, okay, though I had two. One was the guy from Boston in the green velvet jacket and the blonde hair. Loved him. Second, I liked the guy that did the hug thing and gave her a really long hug and like they took a deep breath. And I tweeted that he looks like a cross between James Franco and John Mayer. Promise you, you're not going to unsee it once you see it. Um, Who wrote John a permission slip from the seventh grade to be here? That guy looked so young and she loved him. She was like, that is my type. And she was like, oh, did he hear me? I'm like, what? Your type? He looks prepubescent. Give me a freaking break. I tweeted, Austin. No, Landon, 
also no. Here we go. Christian, Boston accent, green velvet blazer. Yes. <laughs> I retweeted this tweet. Taisha, I love a guy in a truck. Zach watching at home in NYC. And it's like the blonde guy like, oh, excuse me. Um, the guy that read the poem, who I later realized is Courtney with a Q, is Dale 2.0. He looks like a broke down, low budget version of Dale. So that's also going to be a no for me. The guy dressed up as the black cat, the teacher, when he pawed at the door, I was laughing so hard it was shaking the bed, like hysterically laughing. And I know there's two sides you know, to that story or two sides, two, two different opinions. Either people think that is so dumb or think it's hilarious. And normally I feel like I would be judging him and thinking it was dumb. But because he was playing a black cat, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. And the commitment to the costume. I mean, um, when Katie finally came in after she met all the guys, one of the guys, I feel like it was Austria guy, the guy that faked the English accent, handed her a drink. And all you could hear when she was talking was her ice shuffling around in her glass. And I tweeted Katie holding that drink while giving her speech. And then I put a gif of Phoebe in Friends, the episode where she's an extra and she's trying to carry the medical tray and all the, the tools or the, you know, whatever the instruments on the tray are making noise because she's shaking like someone tell her to put the drink down. Um, let's see my next tweet. Did that guy just pull out his rock collection? What what were those? Did anyone see that? Those were rocks, right? Why did he have those there? And then here's the tweet. OK, if I said something mean about pasta necklace guy, I take it back. And then um, about the artist. Oh, wow. I didn't think Van Gogh was going to get the first kiss. <laughs> and then please tell me someone saw the Justin Bobby lookalike. I said, is Justin Bobby in the group? You guys saw that guy, right? He looked just like Justin Bobby from the hills. The long hair. I was going to try to take a picture of him, but I was trying to be very present with the episode and not, although I was tweeting, and to not just try to like sit there and miss things that were happening to try to get a picture of him. Um, let's see. Uh, and then someone tweeted, I think names should be on the screens at all time on the first night. And I guess that was all that I had. But I, I feel like all in all, it was a really good first episode. Yesterday, I was so mad. I got on Twitter and Reality Steve tweeted a picture of the final four that make it on her season. And I clicked out of that so quick. Luckily, I, I mean, I saw, but luckily I, you know, don't, I don't know any, I don't know any of them. So I have no clue who I saw. That is the only time that it's acceptable for me to see a spoiler is before I know who anyone is, because there's no way in hell I'll remember. I am going to try so hard to avoid spoilers this season because I don't want to know. I want to be surprised with everyone else. But I'm also really excited because not only does the season look good, it's going to be different. But also when this wraps, we're rolling right into Bachelor in Paradise and then right into Michelle's season. And then by that point, we'll be rolling right into The Bachelor, which it's going to feel like it's been such a long time since we've seen an episode of The Bachelor by the time we get through Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and then another Bachelorette. So I'm excited for all the content. I'm excited to see next week's episode. I'm just excited that it's back for some reason. Like Maybe it's the fact that I started a new job and things just don't feel settled right now. Everything feels, I don't know, not normal. Maybe it's the fact that I'm missing part of my toe. Just kidding. Um, so having Bachelorette on last night made life feel normal. I know that's stupid. I feel, it feels like home. 
<laughs> but I'm excited to watch the season. Um, I there's a couple people that stick out in my mind that I absolutely can't stand. Dale 2.0 Hunter looks like I don't know. Someone needs to check out his teeny to see a dentist. He's got an overbite or an underbite or something. He just looks like a little man. I just don't. I don't like it. There's some guys that she needs to get rid of, but there's also a lot more attractive guys than I initially thought. And some of the guy in the box, I liked him. He seemed like a nice guy. He didn't seem like a douchebag. There was one thing I was confused about, though. The one guy who I don't like I said, I don't know their name. So I'm like this one guy went up to another guy. I was like, I don't fucking like you or I don't like you. I don't like you. Like what happened there? You can't just show us a scene on the first night of one guy telling another guy that he doesn't like him with no context. Like that's it. And I feel like that guy that was saying that is going to be a bully. He doesn't look like it. He looks like a really sweet guy. But that I didn't like the vibe that I caught from that at all. No, no, no. Okay, guys, that's it for me this week. Thanks for being here and listening to the to- the saga of the toe. Um, hopefully I won't be talking about that next week for those of you that do not like hearing about it. Hopefully that is the end of that and everything grows back perfectly so that we can just put this behind us. Okay. Brett always heals really fast. Like remember when he chopped his finger off? I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Your, your finger is going to be deformed and stuff. No, his finger grew back just fine. You can't even tell that it happened. So hopefully I get those genes that, you know, my cells just repurpose themselves nice as nicely as Brett. Okay. I just talked about my cells repurposing. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I gotta go. Goodbye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.